You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Kels Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday, everybody. We have a special surprise for you today because we have the one, the only, Jess Navarez joining us on Girls Talking Boys today. We got girlies in the building. You know what? We got girlies. We got vibes. We got all the good things this morning, uh, yeah. or I guess afternoon when you're listening to this. It doesn't matter. We got we got all the vibes for any yeah. time of day. That's what matters. At whatever time of day, this will bring a smile to your face. Is basically what we're trying to tell you. So you're welcome. Put it on in advance. <laughs> um, Jess, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, kind of surprised, I guess, too, because I'm officially back with Blogging the Boys. Um, so dropping a little ball, I guess, bomb of uh, good news there, but I'm back. And uh, I feel like I'm back home. So I'm very excited to be back. So tell us what your your schedule is going to be like and the content you'll be creating with Blogging the Boys so everyone kind of knows what to expect because, indeed, it is super exciting news. Yeah, yeah. So really, uh, I'm going to be writing now uh, a few articles a week. So that's something new. I decided to keep going with that a little bit. And then Brandon, Lori, and I will do a podcast every Monday. Uh, it's a brand new podcast, and it'll come out Monday afternoon it's called Press Coverage. So uh, fun stuff there. Excited to reunite with Brandon, my uh, OG co-host. And like I said, I'm just happy to be back because... Literally everybody that works here is so nice <laughs> and just the best, uh, obviously you guys included. So not to mention uh, the Swifties that we have in house. You just can't oh, yeah. beat it. You can't top it. I'm happy to be back. Well, that's how you know you got good people. It's honestly <sighs> like, yeah. this is just a, a preview. Like we will be talking Tavis at the end of this show. So, <laughs> um, it's still football tangent content and it's going to happen. So this is just your preview. Um, but. We will keep it Cowboys for the beginning because, you know, Jess, you spent this season, um, you still work with the Cowboys and you are in the actual facility going to the press conferences, you know, talking with the players. And um, I, I think we are officially in off-season mode with the Combine next week. We've got the official NFL calendar that it was released. Um, salary cap is going to be major this year which is a sigh of relief for everyone so the cowboys are going to be a lot more flexible than we thought so long story short they're only going to be in the red about three million dollars versus that 18 figure which we love a good um debt relief moment so we'll <laughs> take it um but i wanted to kind of get you guys together and after the dust has settled 
what are your priorities or things that are important for you as someone who is a fan of the team, covers the team, that you really want to see this team address? Like anything from a position group or, you know, is it with the new coordinator? Like what can we focus on with the defense, like stopping the run? Or is it just, you know, I mean, I'm sure everyone could say something along the lines of maybe Jerry Jones, like, giving up the reins a little bit, like whatever and anything you want to say, that's kind of where my head's at because I just, I I think it's now we're taking a deep breath and being able to reset and look ahead. And so um, I want to hear where y'all's heads are at. Meg, all you girl, all you. <laughs> well, I think you know what I'm going to say because I say it every year. It is get me an O lineman and get him to me now. <laughs> get him to you yesterday um that's like my my big focus it was my big focus last year um I think there's a lot of guys that are in the draft this year that can make an immediate impact so um I'd like to see them take a run at those guys because I mean Mozzie Smith not a bad pick on paper um he's developed a, a bit but he, he it was always going to be like a development thing and not an immediate impact thing and I want something that we can get immediately because that O-line um, is going to have some structural damage to deal with. <laughs> um, can we actually sidebar yeah. on Matthew Smith for a minute? Because I know like it, it's going to be fun to see the new DC and, and like the Zim and see how, what he does with him. But when I saw his locker, his like storage unit getting auctioned off. Oh no, like how awkward. And apparently they found like some good stuff in there. Like as, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, as a person who loves a good auction, it makes my yeah. heart like happy and excited. Like I remember, Meg, you probably remember this. I remember finding one of the auctions for Terrence Steele's um, mm. stuff. And I was like, I know exactly who this, per like it was like auctioning off stuff he had in his house. And you could just tell who it belonged to. It was like Frisco home. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, all these crazy backpacks with these like crazy teeth, shark yep. designs. Like, I know exactly who this belongs to. Anyways, just to be clear, they weren't off. <laughs> off. It was more just like some of the contents he was down, downgrading or downsizing. But that was kind of crazy. But I totally agree with you. I mean, the O-line situation for sure, especially with some of the question marks around, you know, Tyron Smith. Like, it's, I mean, that's a question mark for yeah. Right. And just having continuity is always something that we hear is important on the O-line. And continuity is not something this team has had in that position for like a half minute. Yeah, I also I agree. And I think, you know, people forget how much wear and tear an offensive lineman's body does get. And so they tend to age quicker. Right. And so it's so weird when you talk about football age, because they talk about 28-year-olds being old, and I'm like, uh, slow down, slow your yeah. roll, please, because no, they're not. Yes. Um, but when it comes to an offensive lineman that's just constantly, you know, getting hit and putting every single ounce of everything to protect their quarterback with every play that they have, every snap of the ball, I mean, it's just such a priority. It should be such a priority to spruce up the O-line. And uh, you guys mentioned both Tyron Smith and Tyler Biotis being free agents. So those are two question marks that – you might not even have the option of uh, having return. And so um, totally agree with Meg. I think for me, in terms of sprucing up a room, I would go with the linebacker room. And interestingly enough, I was looking at some numbers earlier. 
Um, and this is, you know, future thinking ahead, but for Micah's fifth year option, it would actually be more expensive to keep him listed as a linebacker um, than it would pretty much an edge. So something to keep in mind, because I don't think Micah goes back to linebacker uh, with a new linebacker core that could come in from the draft or free agency. I think that's the room that needs a lot of attention right now. And for good reason, I think Marquis Bell goes back to safety. And I think you draft some guys that aren't just draft and develop, but that are plug and play guys that can go in. You're going to have a DeMarvian Overshone that's had a year off of injury to come back, rehab and return. Um, I know he's been working really hard to get back this season. So for me, it's kind of the linebacker core, because if you're talking about stopping the run, that's a big part of it. You need you need a run defense that is strong because of your linebacker core. Yes, your D-line. Uh, and yes, you know, you need those bigger guys right there in the middle to stuff it. But right beyond that, where is it? Linebackers. And that's kind of, I think, what was missing uh, this last season, especially after late and went down. And that's another question mark. You don't know uh, officially what's going to happen. Nobody said anything. He hasn't said anything. There's no official word from the team. Is he going to retire? Uh, kind of call it a career at this point with that uh, reoccurring neck injury. Is he not? For me, it's a linebacker room. But yeah, either way, it all needs work. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I think it's actually <laughs> interesting that you talk about with Micah Parsons and that position flex that he's always had before, but now delineating him to, you know, one part, one level of the defense versus kind of having him play in between. I could totally see uh, Mike Zim, Zimmer like doing that, making that move because he also plays a lot with, you know, his secondary and dropping them down. And mm. I just think that you could do a lot of different looks with that that could be really impactful. And he seems to obviously be pretty productive with his hand on the ground. But I did, you mentioned something that I wanted to touch on. And I think, again, like now it's more of an opportunity because you mentioned you'd like to have a plug and play linebacker. So, so often in these position groups, you talk about the life cycle of a player. So, you know, skilled players, you kind of, expect them like a wide receiver um, is going to have to like grow a bit into his role. Whereas a running back, you typically see them make that impact right off the bat, you know, with a linebacker, I kind of think it's a grow into your position kind of role. So would right. you even go as far as to say you might like to see them look at free agency for filling that kind of position versus drafting and, in terms of priorities and yeah. admittedly, like I'm not super privy yet to the whole list of availabilities. Like I, I like to try and take a, a bit of a breather after the Super Bowl and, and regroup before things start to get into full swing. But hypothetically, is that kind of where your head's at? Oh yeah. You need a veteran guy in that spot, especially when you're talking about missing a Leighton Van Der Esch and you saw the ripple effect and not only that, but you think about the green dot and Leighton wore the green dot when he was on the field. Jaron Curse took over that responsibility when he wasn't. So that's your key communicator. And guess who's a free agent now? Jaron Curse. So that leaves who to wear that green dot. Damone Clark, he started doing it last preseason. It's an option. Uh, when I had talked to him in the locker room, he said he's comfortable with it. But you almost just want a veteran player that you know can go in. Another option to wear that green dot, kind of compete for that. Uh, maybe during training camp, preseason even, but somebody that knows what they need to do as soon as they get in that building because you don't have time. If you want to go all in, like Jerry Jones is saying, take your all-in approach, you go for the veteran player. 
and you don't wait for the draft and develop in that specific position, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, too, it could kind of be applicable even at O-line if the right person is available. You know, I feel like O-line, yep. what, they can use that that offseason and the preseason to find that swing and continuity and throw them into O-line masterminds, even if they are a rookie. And they could they can do at least a little bit of a better job of finding their way. But we saw, like, I mean, Tyler, like, there, there, the, there's several players who are like stakeholders in that line for us now who you're like, you're a pillar for us. But like, be honest, it wasn't always like there were times where we're sitting here being like, what's the deal? Like, should he are, is this actually going to be the guy for us for right now? Or like, should we like look at making a switch? Like this is concerning, you know? And I don't know, like, I think that's something that is like worth just taking a look at, especially in light of the Cowboys having, I mean, all teams <laughs> having a bit more flexibility. Um, yeah, I mean, the center is such an important position and it's, you know, like you're pretty much the heartbeat of the offense. So like having someone who can really can like help Dak out and control the game like that, like we need, you need to really feel comfortable yeah. in that position. If you want to nerd out and talk about O-line for a second, there's I, I if you want to do a case study on O linemen, as we all well know, Wisconsin is a great place to look. Um, mm. I did a lot of talking with some scouts in years past when you know we've gotten guys, obviously Travis Frederick, um, next level, and when Tyler Biotish was in the building or came in the building initially. There's if if you look at it, they are really great not at developing O linemen, but scouting them even if they don't play a certain position and then switching them over to O-line. Like there's guys, I mean, I can, I, I have to look up my notes from like years ago, but I mean, I, there's people that are like tight ends who they turned into O-linemen. Um, you know, D-line to O-line isn't like, a, it's, a, it's a big difference in the play, but like not as big as maybe going from like tight end to O-line. But it's just so interesting. And I think, if you want to have like a like a pet projects in this offseason, especially as it comes to like the draft, I really do feel like the O-line is a very underrated position. And it's so fascinating, like when you get into it. I'll have to maybe we'll figure out, maybe we'll bring um uh Duke on again and ask him about it because mm-hmm. it's just it's so interesting. Anyways, that's my little sidebar spiral for a hot minute. Um I I think you know. I go into every off season and I'm always, I think I become a little bit jaded. Um, and there's definitely things that um, I have that I want this team to work on. I think, you know, the obvious one um, would be like the run defense. I definitely would love to see more improvement there. But I think the two areas that I would like to see this team focus on would be one, the actual run game in the backfield. Um, you know, I love me some Pollard, but I just feel like with the departure of Zeke, we lost some dimension there. And I'm not sitting yep. here claiming that Zeke Elliott was like at the top of his game, but he also wasn't unproductive either. And he definitely wasn't a player that teams ignored when they were game planning against them. And so I just think that, I don't know, like that a dual backfield, having the two different styles of backs, mm. I don't think you can replace that with a fullback. I do think that it's it's giving the dimension 
to your offensive coordinator and your play caller to have the ability to do more things and have more tools in their tool belt. And I just think that would probably be one that I would love to see this team take seriously. I mean, even when they were, you know, when Zeke was around, they're talking about using Tony in a unique way. And it's like, I think there's just some more creative things that we could be doing, even more just effective things we could be doing both on the personnel and the play calling side that I would love to see them put some attention to um, in the run game. So that would probably be something that I would love to see this team address. And then I actually have one other and not to rock the boat, but um, Uh I rock the boat, do it. I know. I love me some Dak and he had a really great season and, you know, he was MVP voting all of the things, getting his flowers. I, we know like it's just frustrating. Like it was just such a, such a bad last game, like so bad, but it did make me think about what Mike McCarthy's done in the past at the quarterback position. And I do wonder if they should do an even better job of focusing on grooming the future quarterback because it does feel like, you know, I don't, you could, we can like overreact or if this is your opinion, that's fine. Cause I think that sometimes I've thought it too, where, where you feel like Dak Prescott may not be the answer forever, or he may not be able to hit that elite level. But on the flip side, you know, when you put your emotions away, you think about feasibility wise, you're like, well, who would you go? get like what would you do like you don't have another option and I feel like you know if you don't start thinking about that way in advance of when the time actually does come when you have to get serious about that decision you're kind of handcuffing yourself and putting yourself in a position where you don't really have that many decisions or options to have and take and so I would like to see the developmental side of the quarterback group um again, have a lot of energy focused on. And that's not to try to, again, kick Dak out like next season. It's just, I just think it's important. And and I think there's a huge developmental curve with quarterbacks that needs to be considered. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, and it's also one of those things, too, that you look at the history of how the Cowboys have gotten their starting quarterback, especially recent history. Yeah. You kind of got lucky, you know? You got lucky with Tony Romo, who was never supposed to be a starting quarterback, really, when you looked at the odds stacked against him to be one. Neither was Dak Prescott. And so you're not always going to have, you know, franchise quarterbacks kind of fall in your lap like they have. And so I agree. But I also think, you know, to people that say, oh, well, there's Trey Lance. I don't necessarily think Trey Lance is the answer for it either. Um, you know, I I saw his growth throughout the season, I will say, at practice and uh, getting to see what, you know, a little bit of practice we did see because he never started a game this season for anybody to really measure. But I will say he practices hard. He wants to learn. He's hungry to learn. I just don't right now see him being kind of who they're setting their sights on for that potential role in the future. But I do agree with you that at some point you have to realize Dak's getting older and we talk about football age and it's ridiculous he's 30 years old and we're talking about him being older uh if you're in your 30s you're not old uh let's i'm 33 everyone needs to calm down like what yeah everyone does need to calm down but uh for dak i mean you have to think about it his injury history his age you know kind of this whole contract situation it's bound to come up because if you're going to extend him um and you need to to not be so much of a cap casualty you have to extend him to a reasonable amount based on everything else that's happened, whether that be, you know, his his unfortunate playoff record or his age or his injury history. All of that factors into contract negotiations with the front office. And so um, I don't think you're wrong. I think it's a take that nobody really wants to say out loud because when Tony Romo got to this point, nobody wanted to say it out loud either. I, that's just it's that cycle of being a quarterback. You get to that point, you're thinking it and. Kelsey, I really am so proud of you for saying that out loud because everyone's thought it really like, I love you, Dakota, but I just am trying to like be reasonable here. That's all. That's it. That's all. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to like, look right at the people that kicked you out of the playoffs, you had uh, the Green Bay Packers. They drafted Jordan Love. That man didn't see a starting like real starting caliber role until like Aaron Rodgers is gone. Yeah. And so, and look at him now. That's he's what developed. He's ready. He's seasoned. And like, he doesn't have the competition and stuff back and forth. So I don't know if you're like, and this is again, something that I would like to see them address in the draft. I think that, you know, my top of the list is going to be O-line always. Um, but yeah. also I'd like to see if their if their philosophy with running backs is gonna be we don't want to pay them, you're gonna need to get a good rookie. Yeah. And then yeah. and then I want to see like you know later down the list we can fill in. I obviously we want to see linebackers. You know, there's a lot of gaps to fill. But like, if you see a guy, you know, in a later round, like you know, a fourth round, a fifth round, Prescott, yeah. like someone that you can have him sit behind him for a while. Yeah. Like that's something that you need to go yep. do. Because if yep. you think about it, like I'm just asking them to approach the backup quarterback position differently. Like 
it's less of like going and getting the Kyle Orton's, which Lord knows I'll use every excuse to say Kyle Orton's name on a podcast. Literally. <laughs> it's like the Kelsey Charles, like forever drinking game. It's fun. Um, but like, you know, Cooper Rush is great, but Cooper Rush is, you know, I don't think the Cooper Rush, I know they're not treating him like the quarterback of the future. So it's almost like, yeah. who, who is that person going to be? And how are you making sure that you your team's ready to, you know, take them on slash also they're ready to step into the that position and you don't have to go like full, well, we're in a yeah. rebuilding year, you know, like, I just think yeah. it, it's kind of like Kentucky when Calipari did like the platooning. It's like, all right. Like I'm sure that people won't love to hear that they're getting, we drafted your potential future, you know, uh, successor, but like, it's like the King of England. Like he knows that his son is going to take over the role once he dies. Like, it's just kind of like what happens. And I feel like maybe the Cowboys should revisit that and kind of take notes from what McCarthy used to do and apply it for their future. Because I don't know, yeah. I, I don't think it's happening soon, but I don't think it's happening late either. I wish they yeah, would well, have and- this kid already because like it gets worse every year yeah. you sit and wait because people get so annoying about it. They're like, draft a quarterback so we can get rid of Dak Prescott. And it's like, oh. we could set that up like a million different times and still had like this kid in development, but we didn't do that. Yeah. And, and Dad can still be your starting quarterback in the yeah, meantime. Like it's not taking his job away immediately and it might never, it might not ever be taking his job. Right. It's just the yeah. circle of life when it comes to finding a quarterback. And, you know, I know, you know, being a Cowboys fan myself, I only am Cowboys centric and I forget that there's other teams in the league Everybody does this. Everybody has the same circle of life when it comes to finding their next guy. Yeah. Because that's what you have to do. Otherwise, what? You want to wait until Dak is completely done and then scramble to find somebody in the draft who had no training under a, a veteran yeah. quarterback who didn't have years to sit back and watch and learn and have the opportunity to kind of grow and learn from the right things that your starting quarterback does or the wrong things like why would you wait to do it it's just i mean hopefully they doesn't mean like both things can be true you need your future well right like but both things can be true you need your future but you still have your guy like both things can coexist everybody like we need that reminder sometimes i mean it's a great point you mentioned too it's like even when you go that was my soapbox even, even when it's like people that are going high in the draft like quarterbacks you're like, well, hopefully, I mean, and I know it's trending more this way in college, but like, hopefully they were running a pro style offense. Like hopefully, cause there, I mean, yeah. there's so yep. many things that you have to do to transition from college to pro. And I just don't think at such an important position that that should be, you know, undermined in any capacity. Um, yeah. I actually did want to quickly ask you, you brought up a good point. Um, Trey Lance. Obviously, the 49ers took a, a shot at him, and he was supposed to kind of hopefully be this the guy of the future, right? And that ended up not being the case. You know, I think that the Cowboys, when they took him on, there was a lot of, like, whispers around, well, why are they doing that? Like, is this supposed to be? Because he is a name, let's face it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, after being able to watch him for this better part of a year, what do you feel like – your analysis of like the purpose behind him is because you, you did say you're like, I don't think he's the quarterback of the future. Like, do you feel like that was maybe something they were trying to vet and they're like, Hey, like, let's bring him in, kick the tires on him, 
see if this is something we could grow into or if it was like, nah, we just need to get like another body in the room because Dak is just in case, you know, he goes down like yeah. we have another person who has started games who could go in there and get in the mix. Yeah, I think it was a mixture of things. And, you know, I, I think when you look at kind of where the Cowboys were when they picked him up, he was the better option for the third quarterback. Like uh, whether people want to admit it or not, it was it was the right thing to do. And then, you know, I also think at that point um, they were a little focused on beating the 49ers and they thought bringing him in could kind of help uh, you have some insight in how to do that and, and bring him in as kind of a little mall, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I am, I'm so back and forth. And if I ever, if I thought that they ever considered him as that guy, because Cooper Rush always got those uh, snaps when Dak wasn't in. It was never Trey Lance getting those opportunities. And, uh, you know, they had veteran rest days. And um, for anybody that's not familiar with this, when your veterans are sitting out, your backups are going in, you know, to take those snaps. And most of the time, it was still Cooper Rush. So yeah. to me, if Trey Lance was going to be that guy, he would start taking those snaps over Cooper Rush. And so, you know, maybe we see that competition a little bit more this year at training camp. But I think for this year, uh, this past season, their focus was purely getting him caught up and kind of switching him from 49ers mindset, language, playbook, play style back to, to the Cowboys. And then maybe they can kind of go back and reassess. Uh, I think he's an option if they don't find anybody. Um, but I don't think he would be their first option either. So he's there. But, hell, he's had a year. He has to prove himself now. What have you learned? What have you gained? Can yeah. you give Cooper Rush a run for his money during training camp? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone on the Cowboys would be upset if he did that. <laughs> right. I think at this point it's like you're like, okay, like balls in your court. Like, do, like, do what you got to do if you can make it happen. Like, we will obviously give yeah. you the space and the, and the, the frameworks to be able to perform. But it is ball in your court. So, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, That makes sense. Um, well, those are kind of the things, you know, in my mind that I was, you know, definitely thinking about, um, in advance of next week when we'll kind of go into full off season combine free agency mode. Um, do, do we get to talk about Tavis now really briefly for a second, or <laughs> did you guys have other Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> Okay, good, because I'm dying over <laughs> the Sydney concert. Like, this is who I am anymore. Like, why is this now my personality? I'm sorry. Like, y'all can log off. Like, you know, I can talk <laughs> with the best of them. But like, I, one of the things is my, it's my favorite, it's my favorite crossover. Like, it really is. Yep. It's fun. Like, she goes and gets a Super Bowl. He goes and gets a Super Bowl. But like, she's there with, like, she goes and gets a Super Bowl. And then... He's like, First of all, wow. she got album of the year. God. Yep. And then she, then he got the Super Bowl. Like, in the same week. Yeah. And she was in Japan. <laughs> she mean, flew all the way to freaking Las Vegas. 13 hours. In for her 13th 13, game. Baby. <laughs> it's just like, I, really, I didn't think, and I'm not saying they topped him, but like George and Amal Clooney are like such a power couple. And like, you know, no one's going to outshine the work that Amal Clooney does because she's like legit, like a like yeah. world piece, right? So I'm not going to make that comparison, but I am going to say there's like this level of 
chemistry and success that these two people have that is just like it is chart topping it is alarming like for you to go like you said win the album of the of the year and she's like oh i just got a grammy and he's like oh i gotta bring some hardware home too like casual like hardware goes and gets a super bowl you, like you took the hardware part and i said take it home where yeah. to, to your home together <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> to your home where you're you know what home. um she but, said karma's the guy on the chief and yeah. she forgot to she forgot to me. say bringing the lombardi trophy straight home to me that's what she should have said because that yeah, that's what he did I, yeah, yeah, I'm a Swifty, but, um, these two are like, these are <laughs> I like Megan and Jess are in it. Like, oh yeah. You should see our text. Like it's nonstop decoding Taylor Swift. I, I mean, that's literally all we haven't all even we discussed about. the albatross yet. Yeah. Oh, we haven't gotten there today. No, but you know what I will say? I woke up. I purposely woke up to watch because I knew there would be an announcement. So I was yeah. up at 5.30 this morning watching a grainy live stream on TikTok ah! just to see it. So, okay, you know, so I dedication is real. Analysis on, on the first side of Sydney and Travis's appearance. And then also whatever you're talking about, because I kind of saw it. But then I was like, I already pre-ordered the album when she announced it at the Grammy. <laughs> so I'm really confused about like what I ordered versus like, the two other things that I think have been released he does this every time. Yeah. Literally. So yeah. I'm like, am I supposed to buy all these albums? Cause like I will, but I just like need someone AKA you to, to in tell her me. perfect world. You would, but okay. Okay. But, but in this economy, Target and whatever they give me is what I get. Yep. Yep. In this economy, you don't have to target people. Um, yep. I think, what my obviously I was excited and we knew that Travis was going to be there but the fact that Katy Perry was there was like something I was not expecting. oh my god yes <laughs> and I like I was uh, I literally threw my phone across my bed I was like <laughs> <laughs> sorry if that was really loud but no it was deserving oh my gosh I was explaining to my boyfriend today why it was so monumental that Katy Perry was at the Ares tour posting a video of her singing bad blood nonetheless <laughs> And he was like, I don't, I don't get it. Why they took a selfie? Like, what's the big deal? And I'm like, um, automatic, automatic, uh, terms for dismissal by asking you that, but I'll let it slide. But, uh, no, no I mean, my, uh, Travis just being supportive, wearing the friendship bracelets, like I love it. embracing her culture is yes. so healthy. And I love it. Like she goes and his, to his best game. friend being there too. Okay, they look like the M&M's, though. Like, the fits, they, they kind of look like the, the M&M commercial a little bit. And but other than that, so he it was hilarious. It was hilarious. No, I I love the crossover. Like, she gets yeah. to go to his games wearing all the cheese gear, and he goes to her concerts, her tour, wearing the friendship bracelets, handing out guitar picks. Like, I was dying about the guitar picks. so cute. So that's usually her dad's thing, Kelsey. I, uh -huh. You probably know this. But... <clears throat> Instead, Scott was handing out sandwiches from the club section <laughs> to the fans. All the guitar picks and was like, "Who wants them?" There you go. No, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, her dad was handing out sandwiches. <laughs> he, this is what I'm saying. Like, it's the NFL is like wake up after this happens and just like go on about their day. I'm just no, like, I, yeah, it's just nuts. Like. It's like the NFL and like, I would even like the Cowboys specifically have such a culture around them. Like, it's like, you just know who like Miss, Miss Price is like, you know, who like the yeah. big 
the guy is like you just yep. know like the key like it there's just like things that like when you're in it you're like yeah of course I like what are you talking about obviously I know about that like yeah I know about like uh you know uh the the disrespecting of the star and like it's just like all these things that are also applicable in Taylor's world and mm -hmm. I just yeah. think it's the greatest thing ever like there's nothing hotter than a guy who supports his girlfriend like so openly and so like genuinely what it seems like and wholeheartedly like that's just the greatest like we yeah I love it but and doesn't try to compete with her it, yeah exactly and if you mm -hmm. think about it like I liked your point about the the lore of like the cowboys and the lore of like Taylor like if we think about it is 88 maybe like a 13 uh-huh 100% yes 100% yes we have weird oh things with numbers. That's what I'm saying. We, we all get dressed up and start yelling and like. You know what? Yep. 88. My, my rituals yes. before Cowboys games should be studied. Like. <laughs> well, and any ritual Taylor Swift related. Like Meg and I will literally be texting each other when we know she's going to make an appearance. When something's going to like. It yeah, is we just like up and watched like the whole. Um, the last. Was it the last night? It was the, on the 9th. August 9th. Yeah. Uh, when she announced 1989 and we knew she was going to, mm -hmm. and she wore like every mm -hmm. outfit she came out in was blue. And we were like, it's blue. blue. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you see that? Did you see that blue light? Like it was, yeah. Yeah. And like when yep. she drops the album at midnight, I will be, I stay up. I have to listen to it twice. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. No sleep. No, I do not get sleep. Maybe like the Cowboys could do something like her take and take a little bit of a note from her. Like, not that they need help in being successful in marketing, right. but I do appreciate the fact that she like actively openly participates in the culture and the lore and like yep. is doing all the Easter eggs and whatever. Like where you know she'd release something like if there was a possibility of releasing a 13th, like a 13th album. At the 13th, you know, hour of the day, I know, you know what I mean? Yep. Like at 13 yeah. minutes past the 13 hour, like that's the, the thing she would do. And it would be kind of yep. cool if the Cowboys and like Jerry, like leaned into that too and did some fun. Like, I think they do in their own ways. Like it's yeah. kind of known that Jerry, like yeah. not like red. He's like, I hate red. Like do not wear <laughs> red ties. Like he just like. I don't know why he just like apparently this is what I was told like back in the day day and it's like if you go to the stop if you go to um I can name two reasons uh <laughs> the Washington team and the San Francisco team oh yeah but like even like the two big enough reasons yeah out at AT&T Stadium I don't believe are red they're blue so it's like yeah. he's like absolutely not <laughs> Don't do so it. So he's not in his red era, is what you're saying. He would, he would not be in his red era. But uh, I would okay. love if okay. he wanted to like lean into like the navy jersey era, or you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that'd be that nice. Would, that would be really a vibe. Nice. Like if we, like, that would be so nice. Teasing like a jersey release, like a, I don't know. I would get excited. I'm just saying. Yeah, just, me too. And the cowboy Swifties in there, and we'll decode it for you. We it, like within five minutes. It's, it's not even something that you'd have to wait for. We can decode it pretty much instantly at this point. Figure out all the, like, <laughs> she sends out these, like, <laughs> actual literal puzzles, and people mm -hmm. will spend hours doing them. Yep. I was texting Meg this morning, and I was like, I just really want to see, like, a job description for, like, working on Taylor's team. 
and it's I've actually yep. it's like it's like you have to be like like a slight psycho but with like you know happy tendencies yeah <laughs> it's like you just with good intentions a hundred percent like we need you <laughs> like to, to be off fun. your rocker but in a good way yeah. be obsessive with your boss but, but for a good reason <laughs> yeah pretty much it's glitter. it's insane I don't know I'm just saying like there might be a lot more um, similarities than maybe we realize between Cowboys Nation and the Swifties. Like, I would say there yeah. is like throughout all of the NFL, but like, I mean, you mm -hmm. could specifically go because of the deep rooted like history with the Cowboys. I think the lore is a little more there, but like you could, I could say a million different uh, things that I noticed that are the same between like the NFL fans and the Taylor Swift fans, whether the NFL yeah. fans want to acknowledge it or not, but y'all yeah. the same. Okay. We just really need the Swifties to not go against the Cowboys because his brother is an Eagles, uh, is obviously an Eagles player. So that's like the main thing, which luckily it hasn't happened, but I'm just saying like, we can't have that. Yeah. No, there was an NFC championship or something on the line and she was like rooting for him. I don't know if that, what I would do. Yeah. Like don't do I'd that. Be blind yeah. that I'd be like, yeah, I don't, that. it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and luckily the Cowboys don't play the Chiefs uh, this upcoming season, so that won't be an issue for yet another year. So it's all I good. thought you were gonna say, luckily the Cowboys <laughs> don't play in championships. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here. Other people on my first day back. I don't think so. <laughs> mm. That's like for next week, you know. <laughs> I love it so much. You guys are the best. All right. Well, thanks for indulging me in that because. I literally told Meg this morning, I was like, it's a Friday and I'm having a slow day today. And I very much plan on doing a lot, ingesting a lot of Tavis content because it just feels like it's like fitting the need. And so yeah. this the perfect um, combination of work and play. So thanks for that. Um, Jess, please tell the good people where to find you and all of your amazing content, all the things you're doing both at BTB and beyond. So um, you know, I will personally say something really quickly. It has been so fun to, you know, watch just your trajectory with the Cowboys um, beat. You have jumped in and like, I, it's just been so great. You're, you're incredible. You're an incredible resource. You're an incredible light. And I'm so pumped to cry. follow your badass career. Um, it's very inspiring. <laughs> and I am just grateful to even be able to be able to be like a, a little sideline player and watch you watch you soar. So anyways, please let everyone know where they can um, continue to support your amazing work. I'm a cry. And also, like, it wouldn't have taken off if it wasn't for you, uh, because you were a <laughs> no. little birdie that told Derek my name for Girls Talk, Boys Talk. So uh, yeah, no, it, it's uh, you're not just a sideline player. You're a key player in in helping me get where I am. Don't think I ever uh, forget it or take it for granted. But uh, if you want to find me, I'm at Jess Navarro underscore on X slash Twitter. I don't know. It's Twitter forever to me until uh, otherwise. But same thing on Instagram. We're in off-season mode. But uh, like you guys keep saying, all the real stuff happens next week. So uh, good stuff coming out, especially now that I'm jumping back in with blogging the boys and I'm so freaking excited to be back. Um, I'm back home and literally I feel like Dorothy tapping my heels three times being like, there's no place like home. And then I came back to blogging the boys. So that's how I feel. But uh, 
Okay. Thank you guys for having me on. I love this so much. Of course, of course. Well, welcome back. Everyone give Jess a follow and take a look at all the great stuff she's producing. But in the meantime, thank you guys so much for joining us. We always do appreciate you so much. Make sure you are subscribed, 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 not subscribed. Yep. Subscribed. It's Friday. Um, it is <laughs> the blog and the boys podcast, wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Come hang out with Megan and I too, as well as Jess. I am on Twitter because of whatever X is, it's still Twitter, guys. Let's call it what it is. Twitter. Uh yes. Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at hey Kelsey Charles. And Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on everything. Um, there's some important words that we'd like to leave you with. And Jess, I'm I will refresh your memory because you know, listen, we were talking about the Eagles. I got to clean my mouth out now afterwards. And so we're going to leave you good people with the most important thing to take into your weekend. And Megan, that is Dallas forever, Philly for never. Birds are not real. Bye, guys. <laughs>